sunglasses. Hello. Hello. There we go. Welcome to the Mandatory Social Interaction Show. I'm your host, Eric, along with the capricious, insert coin Tim. And Hi. The, and the adaptable Ben Burns. How are you gentlemen doing today? Yeah, that works. I'm doing all right. How are you? How are you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's Not too to bad. You. It's the uh, holiday season. I'm glad we uh, managed to uh, get one more in before uh, <laughs> everybody starts going on vacations and doing other uh other associated holiday things. Uh, yeah. So as a matter of fact, that is the first thing we're going to talk about today. Real quick, uh, we're going to just kind of briefly go over what the scheduling is going to be. So uh, this will be the last show of 2018. Um, womp, womp. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> sorry, Pizza. Uh, unfortunately, between the three of us, we all have other scheduling, uh, you know, holiday things going on. <laughs> this is the holiday episode. Ben was going to wear this Christmas lights, but he forgot. Um, yeah, I got, I got these. These are pretty festive. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the wrong holiday. I believe that's Marty. What holiday is? No, oh, is I it? can, I can wear this if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, see? We're very festive. What are you talking about? Uh, so anyway, yeah, this, uh, this is going to be the last episode for the year, um, and uh, we will be back on January fifth. Uh, it should be a show mm-hmm. with all three of us. Um, yeah, the next three Saturdays, uh, unfortunately, we all have holiday and, and uh, family commitments to, uh, to to go to, and some of us will be out of town. So, yeah, it's just not going to work out. But, uh, you know, it's still cool. It's great having everybody here. There's a bunch of people in the chat. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Hi, everybody. Merry and happy whatever, you, whatever it is that you celebrate. Um, I'm... Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Merry Kwanzaa, Happy, happy Holidays, Happy Festivus. There we go. Happy Holidays. That's just the blanket statement, I think. Yeah, Happy Holidays is kind of mishmashy, though. I I, I prefer to be a little more specific. You're but either way, you're the war on Christmas when you say that. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm happy. You know what? You celebrate what you celebrate. I am perfectly fine with whatever people are doing and whatever your belief system is. Mm-hmm. Have have a good time, marry whatever. Um, there you go. So, so there I you think go. Marry whatever is still less impersonal than Happy Holidays. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. You know, it's a, it's at least a little more a little more like you know I don't know maybe dismissive. Less, yeah, you know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's so that's the deal for the rest of this year. Uh, we'll be back in January. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, but I have something interesting, and I want to—I I just want to talk about a friend of mine. I'm not going to name any names here, um, but I have this friend who, mm-hmm. um, for the last at least year or so, has been really. Uh, there's a very popular game. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Fortnite. And this friend of mine's been really, really against it. Uh, really didn't didn't like it. Didn't want to play it. Uh, thought the people that played it were uh, uh, trash you know, monsters. Trash monsters. Um, and I wouldn't go that far. There was a <laughs> I'm feeling very attacked right now. There was a, I'm very called out at the moment. There okay? was a, I'm there was very called out. There was a recent tweet by this person that said. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Fortnite, it's not too bad, and I kind of like it. 
Um, <laughs> and I don't really know how to feel about that. I feel like uh, I feel a little I feel a little uh, uh, misled, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I think. So now that I'm put on the spot, I appreciate that. You were about as subtle as a sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So pretty much. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's such a minor thing, but me being me, I I have learned one thing about myself, and I'm a bit of a hipster. So I found this out, and this is mainly because of Spotify. Thanks, Spotify. You made me feel bad about myself. So when I was looking through my Spotify year-end stats, it was like, you listen to uh, non-mainstream music 120% more than the average Spotify <laughs> user. And I'm like, oh no, I'm That's that really guy. <clears throat> yeah, so I was just like, I was like, I was like, uh-oh. And because I had, in the last couple of weeks, I had played um, Fortnite and its more recent iterations, the Battle Royale mode of it. Um, Save the World's still good. It, it was always interesting and compelling. I just, they didn't really do much with it. Um, but that said, um, I gave the Battle Royale a go. And, um, you know, I had a, a buddy of mine. Um, I, I have a, a, a buddy of mine that I play games with a lot. He was like, just give it a try. It's not going to hurt anything. And I wasn't streaming at the time. I was offline. So we were playing and we were talking. And he's like, yeah, some people go a long time and they never get wins. So don't worry about it too much and all that stuff. Our second game, we won. Um, and then, um, like a week later I got on solos cause I was bored. Um, and I won my first ever solo match. <laughs> so oh, no. I'm like, I'm like, okay. So like, apparently I'm decent at battle royale games. So I was like, dang it. I, I feel really, really bad about that. So, um, I, I have never really like, I would never, okay, I, I did, but I've, I've gotten better about it. Like making people like making poking fun at people who play it and that sort of thing because in the streaming world playing Fortnite is just like it's the it's the cash cow right so it's like mm -hmm. the easy way to do things you get you know it's the easy way to get growth and and you play what's popular and that's that's streaming one on one and me being me I have to play games that are not the mainstream or not the big deal or whatever of the time. And I don't know. I, I now I know I'm a hipster, so I can label myself as such, and I, I hate <laughs> that about myself at this point. But I did give it a go, and I really enjoyed it. So I've decided that, you know, because part of the reason, and I this is what I had said on stream all the time, was part of the reason I don't play Fortnite is because it requires a lot of focus, and that's very true because you mm -hmm. ignore your chat to try to win, and. You know, I realized when I was playing last night, um, I actually kind of had fun with it, and I was still able to interact with my chat pretty well, and I don't think that it was that detrimental overall. And I mean, not a ton of people showed up because it's the holidays and everyone's busy. But that said, um, I'm thinking that I'm going to start playing competitive games that I've avoided more on stream, because I've avoided them because of focus, because it would take away from my, my content, my community, and my engagement. When ultimately it's less about the engagement at the moment. Like you don't, things can wait a few seconds, and if people are that impatient, maybe they aren't worth keeping around, anyways. Um, but that said, you know the um, the the whole idea of engagement um, being a little delayed to be able to enjoy a game that I've been avoiding would be, I think, worthwhile. So I, I think I'm gonna find more enjoyment by playing more Blackout Siege. Fortnite, you know, you name it, like Counter-Strike, these kind of competitive games that I've avoided because of how much focus they take. 
um, I, I think it'll really make a difference in my enjoyment too. Cause I love shooters and shooters is something I've always, it's the only genre I'm good at every other game. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just suck. I'm total suck. And my community can, can vouch for that, that I am absolute garbo at every game genre other than shooters. So, um, it's just, I probably cause I grew up playing shooters all the time. Yeah. Gold my on. So, yeah, so that's pretty much what it boils down to, and I, I know I, I sound like I'm trying to justify, you know, um, <laughs> something I've been making <laughs> oh, fun of for a very long time, yeah. which is yeah, you no. know, so, so it, it is what it is. It's, yeah, and I don't, I don't yeah. want you to feel too on the spot, Tim. I, I was just really just ah. poking fun. Um, no, I got I got ribbed so hard last night, man. It was, <laughs> it was my first stream last night, and I got ribbed so hard, oh, and I deserved I... it because I have. I have been a bit of a dick about it in the past, and I realize that, and I, I fully accept, you know, what I, what I had there because they they came in and they're like, I'm disappointed in you, or what are you doing, or you know all that stuff. And, you know, they mean it jibingly, of course, but like, yeah, it's just I, I'm I, I'm a hypocrite. I'll admit it. I I learned that you know a game doesn't have to be my idea of the world's best game to be fun. And so yeah. I'm trying to get better about being more open-minded about games and trying new things. Well, and you know what? I do have something to add to that, surprisingly enough. Um, I don't know if you guys know about this. Around Thanksgiving or maybe a little bit before, um, Blizzard, um, or I should say Battle.net, maybe it wasn't Blizzard, uh, put De uh, Destiny 2, the, uh, the base game, um, up for free. Basically, all you had to do is log in and hit, say, you wanted it, and bam, you've got Destiny 2. Um, mm. So I grabbed Des I grabbed it when I heard it was free. And um, two weeks ago or so, I started playing. And I was really shocked. I honestly thought, well, it's free. Why not? I'll give it, you know, people say they like it, whatever. You know, it's supposed to be reasonably good. Um, and But I honestly never thought I would enjoy it. Like... You know, I, all the things you hear about and all the salt uh, about all the, you know, loot crates and all the other crap um, or not loot yeah. crates, but the, you know, the microtransactions and all that stuff. Um, it's uh, hi, Mimi. Uh, it's like I, I was like, OK, I fully <laughs> anticipate not enjoying this game at all. And I was surprised at how much I actually enjoyed playing through the campaign Um and I was shocked at I could just sit in there for like an hour grinding on open, just open areas and having a good time just just popping bad guys. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm really, I, I never really got into any MMOs. I was not an MMO guy. I never really got into competitive shooters. Um, I like shooters. I like FPSs. Um, I always have. But um, in terms of like, you know, multiplayer online stuff i'm i'm really really picky and i've been shocked at how much i've enjoyed it um you know to the point where <laughs> i've you know i'm sure I, I probably haven't said anything out loud but i definitely had been thinking like oh yeah that's that's crap it's just not yeah it's nothing <laughs> i'm gonna enjoy or nothing i want um and now having played it i'm like kind of hooked i'm like oh you know did you did you play the first one no no i've never played destiny at that's all that's why I didn't enjoy the second because it's so much the same. <laughs> oh, and so that's much yeah. time in the first and, destiny, and it's like the second one is so much the same. And that's fair. I mean, you know, <laughs> in, in, in all in all fairness, this is all this is new to me. 
So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm sure if the third one comes out and it's exactly like the second one, I'm going to be like, hey, okay, I did all this already. Um, yeah. But, you know, for right now, um, I, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed this game that I fully expected to, to play once and be like, okay, this sucks and I'm going to wipe it off my yeah. system. Yeah. That's what happened with me on Fortnite. I just I was like, man, this game is gonna be garbo. Like I played the Save the World, it was okay, but I'm gonna play the Battle Royale. I'm gonna get my butt kicked and I'm gonna hate it. And we started playing it, and we were actually like working together really well. And the tactics were there, and the weapons feel nice, and like it's not a hundred percent crappy. And yeah. I was just like, all right, <laughs> I was wrong. I was like, damn it, I'm wrong. It's what it is. So, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think I especially if you got introduced to that uh, that genre through like Player Unknown, which is notably and notoriously buggy and crappy. Yeah, buggy yeah, um, good. yeah. I played that, and it's not good. <laughs> so, like, if if you had if you think if you played Player Unknown and you're just like, well, all the games are just this garbage. Um, yeah, that I can understand that, and I and think that was my concern too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that Fortnite is at least a polished game. I've never played it, and you know, I probably will at some point but yeah I, I i it seems like it's a game that actually had some care like brought into it and like forethought yeah <laughs> so well, well so part of part of the reason part of what started all of this was um I've been, i was playing um the call of duty br mode blackout for weeks <clears throat> like like four or five weeks we were playing a squad which is a four-player team and then um I, I we had a week where our squad was unavailable so me and me and um my buddy boom were playing it duos and so I get, that's where I got my first win, and we got our first win. And on, um, you know, on Mixer they have the hype zones, which show up if you're like top ten or whatever, and they like they flood your chat and all that stuff. <laughs> well, we were um, we we got hype zone on it, which in its own I I could I could care less about. I just don't care about hype zones. I think they're stupid. I still do, my opinion. But that said. You know, like, it was just funny because my very first win in a genre that I had railed against so bad, I got, like, hype zone in front of a whole bunch of people that were just, like, it was just really, really funny. Um, so, <laughs> it was it was pretty hilarious. But, but that said, it's, like, that's what gave me that taste for what Battle Royale games feel like when you actually, like, have a team that works together and do fairly mm-hmm. well. And that's kind of what has encouraged me. I'm, I'm going to do like a series of, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. So like if anyone has a name suggestion, that'd be cool. But Tim the Hippocrat like, be like games. a good series <laughs> or, you know, lowered expectations. No. I don't know. What, what was that? Ben? Tim the Hypocrite plays games. Tim the Hypocrite plays games. I haven't ever spoken bad about like Siege. And I, I didn't really knock Blackout either, but... It was just Fortnite that I railed against just because it's very kid-friendly, and I, I don't like the community, but it is fun to play with friends on. And uh, I think those are that, that's that's enough because I'm... The thing about Fortnite is there's no, like, text chat, and there's no voice chat if you're not, you know, with outside people. So you're not getting, mm-hmm. you know, called awful things or whatever. Yeah, so it really, it really, like, it really helps a lot <clears throat> in that regard. But, um... That said, you know, I I don't know. I just really, um, I, I think it's solid. And I think what I'm going to start doing is uh, working on getting better at games that I've never been good at um, be, or that I've avoided. Like uh, Rainbow Six Siege is one that I'm going to do next week. Uh, I want to get more into Overwatch, with especially with the uh, Winter Loot Boxes coming out the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all the, Like all these games that I've been avoiding, 
um, solely because of their overly competitive nature, and I'm, I'm going to try to keep my salt levels in check. And I think that's my big. <laughs> my big so, well, and that was so that. That, that does <laughs> bring up one thing um, that's interesting: is judging a game by its community um, mm-hmm. instead of by the game. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, you look at all the Fortnite streamers and it's like, wow, yeah, these are this is not for me at all. But the Too game is screaming and yelling and stuff. Yeah. But the game itself and, and I'll be honest, I haven't played Fortnite. Um, I have it, but I haven't I've never actually, uh, you know, started it. Um, I, I have friends that play it, um, you know, adult friends, not like teenagers. Um, <laughs> and all those uh, teenagers you hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in them arcades. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But seriously, like, you know, I know people that play Fortnite and swear up and, you know, really, really enjoy it. Um, and it's, I, I, I have definitely, you know, tried to separate the game from the community in my head right. in that, you know, hey, you know, like just because this person's kind of a moron or whatever and is streaming it doesn't mean the game itself is actually bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, Foxy Foxy Fan brings up a really good point in chat, though. The uh, it's kind of different with multiplayer online games because sometimes the community does impact your actual play experience. Um, but it is less so with Fortnite. But if you look at like League of Legends, I won't touch that Ugh, game because yeah. of how bad their community is. And I mean, the company is garbage too. Like Riot <laughs> can go die in a fire. Like they are a horrible <laughs> company, and I don't understand why people support them. But that said, I'm not going to get on that pedestal right now because <laughs> you can you can go watch listen to my older podcast episodes. For that i kind of go into that whole debacle but regardless of that um it, it's uh it's the game can have a really detrimental effect now games like uh overwatch where they've made a and rainbow six siege they have made a concerted effort to fix their communities like mm-hmm. rainbow six siege if somebody says like the n-word to you or something like that if you report them they're usually gone within minutes and they're like banned so mm-hmm. it's cool like the way that they handle it they're like they're like we're not putting up with this crap anymore we're done mm-hmm. so um things like that uh and and overwatch now has the endorsement system which whenever a game finishes you can give somebody an endorsement for being like a, a good team player or a shot caller or you know like they do they do a really good job of working with the team and they get re- you get rewarded for getting those commendations so it encourages you to a be nice to other people and b spread the love to everyone else so it's it's a really cool system that has worked really well so far and uh that's what brought me back to overwatch like i avoided it because every time i would play people like like you're playing quick play which is like unranked meaningless has no real like effect on anything and people are like you're garbage switch characters or leave or die or whatever and it's like what it's it's a quick play game like go play go play rank dude like and you know one of the things and maybe this is just maybe this owes to the way i play things like that um I will turn all turn off basically all interaction features. So I will turn mm-hmm. off the text chat. I will turn off the voice chat. And if I'm playing with someone else, uh, like if I was playing, say, League with you, Tim, we'd be on our own Discord, and the only person giving me salt would be you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, I think the I think the I think the difference is is that when you're playing solo, you need to have to win. You have to have cooperation. Yeah, that's and true. You have to have the chats on, otherwise you're you're just dead weight because you're not working with the team. Gotcha. And of course, that's how you open yourself up to the salty yeah. jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And so that's a big a big part of the problem. So, 
So, well, that's cool though. And and actually, you know, I mean, uh, as much as I was giving you crap before, Tim, uh, I'm 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 legitimately uh, happy that you found something that you like to play. I mean, that's there's mm-hmm. there's at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you yeah. know. That's that's yeah, actually super I, I'm cool. I'm sure you know that it's all us joking. Like, oh, seriously. I know, I know. And and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly the most the thing I'm most excited about is that I'm no longer depriving myself of of mm-hmm. enjoyable games just because I have some weird like holier than thou attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so we're I'm, I'm working on dropping that. I'm just going to try to be better, and I think that's I think that's what I'm taking mm-hmm. away from it is that I want to be you know more open-minded uh to games and give them a try uh i'm still not playing dark souls though eat me <laughs> no that's that's a whole different thing and it's like i i feel the same way there was like a, a tweet that one of my friends posted like dark souls the best game ever and i'm like is it though no. i i it's, <laughs> I, can, it's, I can i can comfortably say no <laughs> I can I can say that it's a good game. It's a well thought out game, but as far as like game design and structure, it's just like it's cumbersome in a lot of ways that don't make a good game. It controls like crap, but dude. It's yeah, but it's, it's the, the controls were designed by like a twelve year old. It's awful. <laughs> it's exactly Jake. It's it's punishing, and people enjoy that. Just like I played Celeste. Celeste is a very very good game, but it's also very hard. Um, and you know, if you like those styles of games, that's great. But with Celeste, um, it's your, your failure is iterative in a fast way where it's like, if you die, you're back on the same screen within a second. Whereas with dark souls, if you die, you spend five minutes getting back to where you were. And it's just like, that's not fun for me to like redo the same area over and over and over while I try to learn a boss. It's no, no, thank you. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I I feel that I feel that Dark Souls is a very good series. It's a very it's like very well written. It's it's well animated. Like it like everything's good about it except for the game design, which is just awful. Well, it's pun- <laughs> it's punishing on purpose, and you know it is. And, and no, no, no. And I'm not defending it because um, what I was going to say is like uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I will not play a Dark Souls game just based on what I've seen of Dark Souls and what people have said about it. Because I don't enjoy games that are punishing on purpose. Um, yes, and I'm the same way. And I, I have tried. I will. I will say I have played, played Jumper. Dark Souls. <laughs> so I've played Dark Souls before, and I did not enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. I gave it a try, and I just I, I can't get it. Like Meat Boy, I just can't get into games that are like that are there to like punish you. I'm just not into that. That's not my kink. So well, the the thing is, it's not. Let me see if I can describe this right because I did a lot of research on this with Color Jumper. It's not necessarily punishing you; it's um, it's it's the it's the joy of learning and overcoming something. Um, and the the thing with Super Meat Boy and Celeste and everything else is again, it's an iterative learning experience mm-hmm. where you learn the pattern that makes you successful. And when you do that pattern, you feel great because it's like I learned something, I overcame something that I couldn't do before. But with Dark Souls, it's if you die, you have the 30 second you died screen and then you have to run back to wherever you were. And it's just like the iteration, like the learning doesn't happen because it's so spread out and it's just it's frustrating and bad. No, and and, and I, I could agree yeah. with you there. I mean, there is something to be said about when when I do when I have played Color Jumper overcoming those levels Sorry. that you punished me so hard with. 
dick. Um, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when I did finally overcome them, it felt great. And I, I can tell mm-hmm. you it felt the same way in Dark Souls. However, I agree with you. Dark Souls, when you go in and you spend all that time to get back there and the controls don't respond in a, a meaningful way, like it's like it's like playing through sludge and you just get killed <laughs> and it's like this sucks like this game is not good like i'm sure the story is great but you can, it's hard for me to digest the story when i'm yeah. at the point where i just want to throw my controller across the room because it it plays like a like an old uh genesis game <laughs> well and you yeah, know and oh go go f- no go ahead ben Oh, I was just going to say, like, I enjoyed watching people play those games. Like, I watched playthroughs of all the games, and I think that they're fantastic to watch, but I would never want to play them. Yeah. And one thing I was going <laughs> to say, agree. you know, I, I, I'm I, probably in the minority, but I go real easy on uh, story in games. Like, the story in Destiny 2 is nearly incomprehensible. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> but the but the gameplay makes is so good that I don't really care. And the thing is, like in terms of, unless you're doing a walking simulator, I don't really care about the story in the game. The story mm-hmm. is there to move the action along, especially on right. an F, especially on an FPS. I mean, you know, this it, yes. it varies it varies depending on what genre of game you're making. Um, you know, yeah. but like you know, I don't. The story is is, you know. Like I said, it's there to move the action along. So I, mm-hmm. um, you know, like even for Dark Souls, um, you know, if it's got a great story but crappy gameplay, I don't want to play it. You know, at mm. that point, I'm like, make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of incomprehensible, yeah. I, I picked up Smash Brothers Ultimate yesterday. Uh-oh. And the single player campaign is awesome, but I don't understand what happened. It's like all the master <laughs> hands came out of the wing portal and then they ate everybody but kirby and that's hilarious like, I'm, sh- I'm sure i'm sure there's like a, a like a way like to describe everything that happened that happened outside of the two minute intro video but yeah anime happened thank you Hasters. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it was um but yeah i've been i've been enjoying it so far so but, and actually ben there's something i wanted to ask you about uh yeah, and we didn't have a chance last last week we ended up not having a show uh tim uh tim tim had some uh tim and ben had some other mom co- got married other commitments yeah. uh so Yay, mom yeah mom awesome well congratulations congratulations to your mom um another lady off your mom potential How dare you. and <laughs> hey i didn't say anything bad i said congratulations um, <laughs> no, it just came across as a your mom joke. Congratulations <laughs> to your mom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but we didn't get a chance to talk last week, and I wanted to ask you about your uh, new album that just came out at the end oh. of November, because uh, it uh, it is mm. National Solo Album No Month Month National National Solo Album Month, which is a. Uh, an evolution, kind of, of the National uh, Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, um, which was also in November. But the Nasso Elmo uh, is a challenge for the month of November to write an album over, well, over the course of November uh, that's at least 29 minutes long. Um, <clears throat> and I'm still gating. I'm sorry. My I don't know why my audio is so bad today. Um, but... I'm gonna keep talking anyway because I don't care. Yeah, we can um, under so. we can more or less understand you. It's just kind of <laughs> robot-y. That's weird. Um, either way, um, I wrote 31 minutes of original music and then I added uh, four singles that never really got released anywhere. 
And uh, yeah, the, the album is called One Last Bonfire Before the World Ends, which is an overly elaborate title. I don't really usually go that uh, abstract with it, despite my name. Um, and <clears throat> it's it was a lot of fun. I, I had a really good time doing it, aside from uh, getting crazy burnt out after... Um, after the month ended, I got sick like immediately after I released the album. So um, it was it was a hell of a lot of work, but I'm very proud with the results. It's on Bandcamp right now. I'm actually going to do another pass with mixing and mastering before I push it up to Spotify. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, but um, yeah, I uh, I'm really really proud of where that came out of. I'm out of sync too. Everything's wrong on my end today. Um, you're not out of sync here. <laughs> uh, okay. Either way, uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. I uh, I haven't really done a album challenge like that since I think twenty fifteen. I think with um, the uh, covered in cats album, so it was it was really fun to actually make music for me again, rather than making it uh, as a commission project for somebody else or during the two hour track challenge or one of the other many times that uh, I, I write music is often for other people. So it was a lot of fun to make music for me again. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and yeah. I did want to say, yeah, congratulations on uh, putting that uh, putting that album together. That's um, you know that's a big commitment, especially on top of all the other streams and what and whatnot uh, that you do. Um, you yeah. know, that's that's I, awesome. Um, <laughs> that was uh, the other reason why I probably got sick is because on top of writing six original songs for the album, I also did five two-hour track challenges that were independent from the album which was stupid of me next time i'm gonna do that <laughs> um so you're out of your mind dude <laughs> yeah i i i knew going into november that i was going to push myself and i i did and i pushed it a little too hard i think so but it's it was good like it was a learning experience and i definitely i definitely got better at what i do because of it so i love doing time challenges like that whether it's a song in two hours or an album in a month they're all they're all great yeah, and you know maybe next maybe next year in either incorporate the two hour track challenges into it. Yeah. Or my other thought is ditch the two hour track challenges and just mm -hmm. use that time on stream to work on your Nassau Almo stuff. Yeah. Um. You know that would be, I don't know, a couple of thoughts there. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, uh, I know Jank said he listened to uh, some of your the album in the chat. He really liked it. Uh, I listened Yay. to some of it as well. I really liked it. Uh, so yeah, congrats, man. That's, uh, that's awesome. That Thanks. is an accomplishment, uh, to put together that much music in that shorter <laughs> time. Um, yeah. that's, uh, that's really good, man. Yeah, absolutely. I posted the link in chat. Um, but yeah, oh God, that's thank awesome. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't applaud you, Tim, for streaming every day. So I don't really think that that's justified applause but thank and, you yeah, i appreciate you <laughs> something i don't achieve anything <laughs> and fen and fen is fen is exactly right it is very difficult to judge how in sync the audio of a moving beard is uh -huh. um so you know so basically that's why that's why we all have the beards it's just to hide any sync issues in the stream it's um, like why zebras have stripes yeah exactly it's just it's just to camouflage the you know carbonic <laughs> hey carbonic how's it going um so anyway uh yeah that uh that's awesome man uh super yeah. super proud of your accomplishment there or you should be um i'm not, I'm not uh, yeah, taking I credit am. for it 
I wish I had more to say about it. Like, it's just like that's that's a thing that happened, and it's also it's also done now. So I don't have to think about it anymore. Aside from just doing another mastering pass before I put it on Spotify, because digital distribution—if you put it up there, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, fair enough. I just enough. want to make sure that it's right before I do it. <clears throat> and then, uh, so let's uh, <laughs> switch the focus back to Tim, back on the no. hot seat. What? What? Why me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I the only you're in Fortnite, Tim. You're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big news of the day. Yeah. So our resident Fortnite streamer, Tim, um, <laughs> extremely unpopular streamer, plays Fortnite. <laughs> Headline of all the news sites. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so I did want to talk about uh, you were streaming with a couple of other people on, I think it was Thursday night, for the Game Awards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, was wondering... With, uh, a podcast called Boom in the Night. Um, that's uh, my boom shtick and Night Tides podcast over on Mixer. Nice. And uh, so how did how did that go? And, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't have a chance to watch it, so... Uh, and I don't know, Ben. Did you did you watch any of the game awards? So I did not know. Fill fill no, us in the chat in on what it is <laughs> and who won and what's all, what what it means and all that stuff. Okay, so, or so, or don't. <laughs> um, no, no. It's just it's just uh, it's um, it's a lot of pomp and circumstance. Uh, it's called uh, they call it. It's run by Jeff Keeley, and he calls it gaming's biggest night which oh, I would boy. thoroughly disagree with. It is like, it is the most like, <laughs> it is so full of pomposity. And it's funny because they're like, they're like, oh, we don't want to be the, the the Emmys or the Academy Awards or whatever. And they, um, that's exactly what they're, they're doing with it. They, they give awards to a bunch of games that um, either are like way overblown or no one's ever heard of. And hmm. um, so it's the Oscars. That, <laughs> it is. It's the Oscars. It's the Academy Awards. That's the whole idea that they're doing. And while that has merit, I feel like it's just so like out of place for gaming in general. Like, like movies, it makes sense because it's surrounded in a bunch of like really old tradition. And the you know the Academy Awards have been around for like hundred years or something like that, right? Like mm -hmm. they've been around forever. <laughs> and and th this is this is a fairly new thing. And I'm not knocking it in general, but like the way that they judge it, they get like a panel of like 68 like games journalists oh, and stuff like that. So like you've already got some, I don't know. It's just, it's hard because like there's no hard and fast like metrics about what makes a game good, and it's all it's all very much um, subjective. And mm -hmm. so I'm trying to be diplomatic here because like honestly, I think the idea is a good idea. I think that it's just a very cringeworthy experience to watch. Um, so, like, it's a great it's great because it brings attention to some indie games that wouldn't get attention otherwise. Like, indie games deserve to have an award show, I, I think, in my opinion, because it's indie games are not as easy to discover as the AAA titles, which have these huge budgets and all this crap. Um, it is, as Ar Arcade Ko said, it's it's a commercial thing. This, uh, so the look at the award show as E3 but one night and they do a whole bunch of announcements of new games they you know they talk about existing games and a lot of crap and it's 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 very frustrating to watch because like Red Dead Redemption which came out a month ago got like three awards and it's a good game but it has it suffers from a lot of issues in its own right like pacing 
Um, it has some some weird issues with it in some spots, like glitches and such, that mm-hmm. should have been fixed. Plus all of the the issues surrounding their hundred hour work weeks, which we kind of went into, and um, you know, and they got rewarded for that, which is really frustrating in a lot of ways. That it's like the industry is like, we're gonna gloss over your your gross violation of human health codes, <laughs> and and you know, treating people like their property and you know, pieces of you know, cogs in a machine, and we'll give you guys all the awards for that. And it's it's a little frustrating because. Partly because, and I'm I'm still a little miffed about this, is they gave the best voice actor to the dude who did Arthur in um, uh, in Red Dead Redemption Two. Compared to, he was up against Yuri Lowenthal, who is a voice acting god. Like the dude is in everything, and he did Spider Man, which he mm. killed it. Um, Chris Judge, who was uh, Teal'c in um, Stargate, like the dude has a freaking incredible voice. Like, like the dude is amazing. Like he sounds incredible. Um, and then the uh, the the lady who did uh, Cassandra, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Those three performances alone were like top notch. And I'm not knocking the dude who did Arthur, but like, I'm sorry, but the other three like would have been way better options. And it just, it was Red Dead Redemption. I think got like three awards in a row. And mm-hmm. I was just, we were like, by that time we were like, this is garbage because they were against God of War, which is. Almost, which is almost a masterpiece in its own right. It is a gorgeous game. It is incredible. It is it is a work of art. Like the amount of love and attention poured into everything in that game is just amazing. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is arguably not the best game, but in terms of like the writing for Cassandra, the the guy is not great. Like uh, his character kind of sucks, but Cassandra is is brilliant and she's wonderful. Um, and then um, again, I just. I don't know. I just felt really like, and I mean, it's Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> it's really hard to uh, screw up the story of a Spider-Man game because it's a comic book. Like, it's over the top and silly and goofy, and like they did such a good job with that game. So it's just things like that to see a game that came out a month ago winning all these awards says to me that if you release late, you'll win. <laughs> yeah, so, if it's uh, in public conscious right away, but, like if it's. But in all fairness, yeah. I mean, it, and that is unfortunately a problem with all award shows. If you look at the Oscars, they have the same issue. Uh, movies that are released late in the year tend to be more considered for Oscars than movies that are released early. Um, you have yep. the same problem of. You know, the Academy is the voter, you know, are, are the ones who vote on the awards. And they're, you know, apparently a bunch of like, you know, stodgy old, old Hollywood types that won't vote for anything yep. like new, new or popular or, or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, sadly, it, it, all the complaints you have, I don't, uh, I, I think have merit but they are the same complaints that everybody seems to have about the Oscars, the Emmys, the, uh, you know, I mean, like basically it's like every award show unfortunately has this issue. And I don't know, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're solvable. Yes. Uh, And, and, and you're, you're not wrong, but I think that what it just drives me crazy because it's, it's purported to be not the Oscars. It's purported to be, different from these things and it is just a carbon copy of it and that's what frustrates me the most is that people take it as gospel when i think the golden joysticks are probably a better indicator of what should win because uh that's that's voted by the people that's a Mm -hmm. that's a voted on type deal which again can be abused but at least you get a better metric of what people like rather than what a bunch of people who 
write about games all day. And again, I, I, I'm always very reticent to knock on games journalism, but um, because uh, that's what they do, right? That's their career. They work really hard to, to hone their skill, their writing. They know a lot about games and the history of games, which I respect a lot. But also, they lose a lot of perspective about what's popular now comparatively, like mm-hmm. like game what's good <laughs> now, because you lose yeah. that in the perspective of looking at, you know, you look at the technical achievement of Red Dead Redemption 2, which is mind-boggling. The game is gorgeous. <clears throat> the amount of, like, little tiny details that they've stuck everywhere is just crazy to me. And I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like the bias is strong. And I, I think, like, I wouldn't, I don't know, Hasteris, I think Hasteris said that he feels that it could even be, like, paid off to an extent, which is quite possible because it mm-hmm. does feel like a giant advertising venue. So ultimately, like, it's very frustrating to me to see uh, the way that it's handled. And I mean, I even said at the beginning, like, don't don't get mad if what you want to win doesn't win. And I got mad because uh, I don't feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 deserves all the praise that it got. Because, again, it's not a bad game. It's not a perfect game. And the games media have been fawning over it so hard that I think they lost perspective of what came before it. And I think that's a major issue with having a release schedule the way that we have it is that like they can't go back and play the games in a row because of time restraints. So they're just going on what their memory tells them from, you know, a year ago. And it's just really irritating to see that um, it's, it's less objective than it should be. I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So in the chat here, uh, apparently all three of us are in the running for the beard awards. (laughs) Um, Uh, i think eric wins i'm sorry (laughs) so i don't know apparently ben has a strong contingent Um, i'm not sure if they're going quality or quantity i'm not (laughs) wow shots fire (laughs) (laughs) oh good lord well i mean that was one thing actually funny enough talking about quality versus quantity um uh, one thing i wanted to mention about award shows like you've got You've got the popular award shows, the ones that have like a, a, a public vote. Um, and the problem with those is um, you have just because it's popular doesn't mean it's quality and mm-hmm. quality doesn't necessarily rise to the top um, versus the the ones where it's picked by journalists or an academy or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's like, OK, presumably journalists and critics have some bar of quality where it's like, yes, the um, return of the Ober Din is going to get like, you know, some kind of, you know, massive award up here, even though it's not maybe a, a mainstream game. Right. But right. it's like, you know, Hey, this is really high quality. It's really great. It's really, it tells a really cool story. Like I could totally understand why it wouldn't maybe win a popularity contest, but it would win like a critics award. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's the thing that it's like, you kind of have to balance those things. Um, And I do agree that you've got the problem of, you know, the thing that's most recent in memory tends to win um, versus, you know, and that's one, one thing the Oscars have going for them is uh, typically the Oscar, um, the Academy, everyone, every, all the members get sent, all the voting members anyway, get sent, um, screeners of all the movies. 
Um, right. So they can go back and re and rewatch or watch for the first time anything that they that they need to or want to. Um, versus right. a game so you, that takes forty hours to get through, it's like if you got right. seven of those, you've lost yeah. an entire you know couple of months. Right. And I think and that that's where I think where my problem comes in is because like there's no there's no objectivity there because you lose sight of what made a game good. Like I would say Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the, the newest Tomb Raider game, was it Shadow, Rise, yeah. Rise I, of Tomb Raider, whatever yeah. the latest one was, yeah. was super duper good. And I didn't see it up for any awards. That came no. out this year, I think, didn't it? And I didn't uh, see yeah, it up for yeah. any awards at all. And the game was gorgeous. So I, you know, honestly, I just feel like it's just kind of like, I don't know, like the game was awesome. So, I mean, I would, I would say it's a, I would personally argue that I liked it more than something else. And I think that's what mm -hmm. it comes down to. But also if you're looking at a subset of like a hundred journalists or 68 journalists or whatever it was, that's still a really small panel. And I know it gets harder and harder, but uh, to, to have that, but like, Where's the, you know, what is the, what is the correct way to do it? And I just don't know if there is. It's I don't just, think there is just, one. Yeah. I it's mean, just frustrating honestly. because it feels like what, like, <clears throat> Rockstar has done is they know how to play the journalists really well, you know, mm -hmm. with all the, the goodies they send or whatever they bring them out to for events or, you know, all that stuff, the swag bags they send. And that sticks. And that, that's in every other industry, a form of bribery. So, yep. well, they, and that's um, the, just... they do the same thing for the Oscars. And the thing oh, is, yeah. and the thing is, I think it boils down to, and, and Tim, you kind of touched on this. I think it boils down to, that's the reason you have more than one award. Um, yes. You know, I mean, you've got, oh, yeah. cause you know, with movies, you've got ba the BAFTA, you've got the, uh, the Academy Awards. And then there's, there are other, um, viewers choice awards and, you know, and all different, I mean, there's a million different awards that I honestly, I, I don't even remember all of them. Um, <laughs> you've got, but you have so many different ones that they all measure something differently and they all, and right. you know, some of them are critics awards and some of them are the Academy. Some of them are popular, um, you know, and so it's, I, I think y the only way to solve that is basically having multiple types of award shows, or multiple types of awards that are done in different ways because there's no one right way because, you know, like I said before, if, you know, the critics are going to, are going to pick something and granted they picked red dead redemption, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I've never played it. So I couldn't tell you. Um, but in terms of, you know, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if the critics choice is something like her story and the popular choice is something like Fortnite. Um, yeah. and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, somewhere in the middle is, you know, both of those are, are good games, but they're wildly divergent in terms of what they're about. And they're certainly quality, you know, and it's like, you kind of have to be able to have both of those yeah. in the running, right. You know, where, yeah. where it's like, you can't, you can't just say, well, her story wasn't popular, so it's no good. Because that's not true. I yeah. mean, um, you know, and the same and the same goes for you know, Fortnite isn't automatically bad because it's popular, right? Um, Lesson learned. <laughs> th uh, yeah, that was not actually intended as a dig. <laughs> I, yeah. It was just it's just came to me as a as a very popular game, right? Um, mm -hmm. Right. You know, and that's that's the thing that 
uh, you know, I guess the only way to solve it is really having multiple award types, unless unless you have something uh, where uh, I don't like award shows in general. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, can I be can I be straight with you guys? I don't either, and the reason that I cover them though is because they are like important to a lot of folks. Sure, and they are a big deal. Like we even do <laughs> oh, the yeah. Arcade Raiders Award Show every year, where we we pick our favorites as a as a team um, for our, our stream team over on Mixer, but. That being said, I think that I think they have merit because it's encouraging to the people who developed it uh, to continue doing what they're doing, and I think that's yeah. kind of the uh, I think that's the crux of it, especially when it comes to indie games. Like seeing the seeing the team for Celeste up there was awesome because they they genuinely seemed kind of surprised, and and the the other awards too, like esports player of the year and stuff like that. Like Sonic Fox got like um, best esports player or something like that, and that was really cool because like he's a he's a, a gay black dude who's a furry, which is like really unusual <laughs> and really like like you would think that that would like weigh against him, but it, it didn't in this case, and that was really cool. And um, he he seems like a genuinely awesome dude, and like I had my own preconceived notions about him from what I'd heard. But then, like, seeing him on stage, I was like, I love this dude. And, like, it's things like that that are great because it really gives recognition in places that it's normally not given. Because, like, who esports is, is like, sports. So your your experts are your commentators and your, your players and your journalists. That's just how it is. And that's where I think that that award show kind of shines is those side things. Now, I do have one complaint about one of the categories was uh content creator of the year um <laughs> and literally everyone was a Fortnite streamer <laughs> not even joking yeah and, uh again wait wait let me guess let me knocking... guess i have no idea who won i have not seen any of this award show at all uh i'm gonna say it's ninja yes <laughs> um that said so so let me let me let me say that I kind of I, I draw a line between content creators and streamers. Now, streamers are content creators, but they're a subset. Mm -hmm. And content creation, I feel, is a little bit more thought out and practiced and measured. Um, whereas streaming is very off, off the cuff, impromptu, live. Um, so um, you don't think Poke play, uh, Pokemon plays Fortnite? Okay, well, I, I could be wrong there, but I know that all the clips they showed was like all Fortnite. Um, so, but that, that said is like, for, they should have divided that into two separate categories because there are like, there are so many content creators out there that I absolutely adore, like Achievement Hunter, Funhouse, um, LGR, he does a lot of gaming content, like, like people that actually like have an impactful, um, focus for their, their content makes a big difference. Like Funhouse mm -hmm. has really witty, co uh, comedy content um uh and and look at like really old games and just mock the hell out of them which is fun um lg lgr who does like a lot of game history and like reviews old games and stuff like that like that stuff has a lot of value that um uh that i feel like streaming doesn't necessarily always cover and i'm not knocking streaming because i'm a streamer like i i love what i do but i'm an entertainer in that I'm there for four hours and I just, it gives you an advantage over a content creator who makes a 12 minute video once every week, yeah. <laughs> you know, versus uh, me who streams 20 hours a week, which is a huge difference because the amount of editing and work that goes into those videos, I would say arguably is way more than I put into my streams. And I put a lot of effort into my streams, but God, man. Oh um, yeah. 
but that's good. But that said, like I think Ninja is great, but I think in light of the bad he's done this year, I don't think mm-hmm. he should have even been in the running. But that's just me. And all that seems like a popularity contest. Like hands it, it down. Is. Yeah. Again, that's that comes down to you've got a panel of, of judges and they're gonna pick who they like the most. And I just I find it I find it silly granted, you know, the fact that he has violated Twitch terms of service multiple times in the year and they still voted him in as the best was a little frustrating. So mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing with uh that's the thing with award shows and there's never quite enough categories. There's never quite, you know, they never quite get it right. Um, and like Ben was saying, I don't, and th- I think Tim, you said this too. I don't like award shows either. Uh, I find them to be self-congratulatory. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, here's, you know, uh, like for the Oscars, it's like, here's a bunch of actors who are congratulating other actors. And it's like, okay, yep. I, you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, Hey, it's great that you won an Oscar or a game award. Like wonderful. I feel good for you, but I don't particularly care yeah some of the presenters they brought in just made me cringe the whole night like they brought in a muppet and then they had um the lead singers from weezer uh oh river Rivers that's cuomo. rivers cuomo yeah. and yeah and and like the drummer or something from them and like like all the and jonah hill who looked like he was like why the hell am i here like just <laughs> It was bad, man. It was really... And they all got up there, and they all, like, were, like, had to qualify that they play games. Like, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. They are like... They got up there, like, yeah, I play Fortnite with my kids, or whatever. And it's like, like, who gives a crap? Just present the award and shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like, you don't go up... You don't... They don't go up there at the Academy Awards and go, yeah, well, uh, I, I watch movies all the time. I love movies. <laughs> you know? They don't do that. It's so dumb. It's just, like... The whole thing was just really like over the top, cringeworthy, just stupid. It's like rather than bringing in freaking Jonah Hill, like who gives a crap? Bring in a developer or a composer, like like have freaking uh, Jeremy Soule deliver uh, an award or something. Like somebody who has an actual impact on the games industry and yeah. not just an actor who is in a completely different industry yeah. and doesn't do anything with gaming. Like come on, <laughs> so well, weird. In all fairness, they're uh, they are trying to sell a product. I mean, in terms of the show, yes. right? And so yeah. they they figure the more celebrity guests they can bring in, the the more you know people are going to watch. Um, and I I I disagree with that. I I agree with you, Tim. I think it makes more sense to bring in, you know, um, I think it makes more sense to bring in people from the games industry who actually have. You know, have Will Wright come in and present an award. Have you know, <laughs> like, no, seriously. I mean, like, you know, no, no, I'm that's that's a good idea. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think those things should should be presented by, um, you know, those guys, and you know, and get those guys up there and be like, hey, this is Ken. Oh, I can't think of his last name. Is it Levin Levine? I think it's Levine. Oh, Levine. This is yeah. Ken Ken Levine, the the. Uh, Creative director, I think, on uh, Bioshock presenting Game of the Year or whatever, right? Like that would be um, that would be great because it puts those people up there. It gives them a little bit more of a spotlight, and you know, people are gonna people are gonna dig it, and they don't really care that Jonah Hill is up there presenting an award. Other than going, oh, I know who that is. That's literally all that boils down to. It's the same reason yeah. people cheer when they hear a song that they recognize at a concert. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this song. That's literally all that means. <laughs> I know that guy. You know, off the stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's it's that's all it is. And, you know, and I would. Uh, yes, it's nice to know that Jonah Hill plays Fortnite with his kids or whatever the whatever the story I was. With I him. wouldn't even say that it's nice to know that. I don't care. No, no, no. It's nice for him. <laughs> I don't mean I don't I don't give a crap. <laughs> okay. I mean it's not, it's a nice thing that he does with his kids. Great. But as far as like, you know, that having any bearing on the award or any bearing on what the award show is, like, you know, it's sadly all I all I cynically see is they're there to make people watch and they figure making people watch is, you know, to, they figure bringing in celebrities is going to get people to watch the thing that wouldn't normally watch. I just mm-hmm. think when you have a celebrity come up and read a, from a teleprompter when they have no idea what's going on is, <laughs> is is probably the worst move you can make. Just like like honestly, like Jonah Hill going up there and just like reading from a teleprompter like this. I am presenting the award for this thing, and I also <laughs> play video games on occasion, like Fortnite. Insert Fortnite reference here. Like, yeah. It's just it's a, a huge joke, and it's just really awful. Yeah, I mean, it's one of <laughs> it, those... It makes a mockery of gaming more than it makes uh, a positive impact. You so. know, and so I did... I watched... Um, I don't know if you guys know, there's an Irish... An Irish-English comedian named Dara O'Brien, who's... I love uh, uh, Yeah, okay, so you know Dara. And he's, he's uh, a notorious gamer. Like, everybody knows that he's mm-hmm. a gamer. Notorious is probably the wrong word, but everybody knows he's a gamer. <laughs> and he right. presented uh, the... Uh, there's a British Video Game Awards, and he's presented them a few years in a row. And so I was like... I saw that come up on YouTube. This is maybe six months or a year ago. I saw it come up on YouTube, like, hey, Dara O'Brien Video Game Awards, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's like an hour long. And I was like, oh, this will be interesting. And you were talking about it being one big ad. And it essentially was. And like Dara came out and made a few jokes. And that was great. And then like everything after that is essentially like, you know, hey, we need to congratulate the guys who made this thing because it's amazing. And this and I don't remember what the games were at the time. It was a couple of years old. But I it really turned me off. I only watched maybe the first 10 minutes of it because it was so self-congratulatory. And so just like, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah, we, I can, I can tell you that the three of us that were commentating on it, we were struggling through it. It was really (laughs) hard to keep a, to keep positive energy when like, I think, I think a lot of the problems would be solved if they limited you to winning a max of two awards at the show. If they said you can only win two two awards and then that's it, like that's the max you're gonna get, and it, hmm. then it would like level the playing field, you know, games would get recognized that deserve to get recognized, that sort of thing. Um, and I think I think that's probably like the best move that they could make. They won't do it because it's oh, a of course huge not. advertising venue for yeah. the games, and that's that's where my problem comes in. But that that said, it's just like it is. It's one big advertisement, and it was just it's so tough yeah. because like. They had this performance of a song from Red Dead Redemption 2, which was beautiful song and yeah. beautifully done. But I almost fell asleep. It was the most low energy song in the <laughs> universe. Like, like at least they, they had like a Double May Cry performance, which was like the cringiest performance I think I've ever seen at a, at a show. And at least that was energetic. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just like, I was just trying not to fall asleep, man. Because it was like, the, the show's like two and a half hours. 
fairly long. That's way too long. Oh, yeah. It's so long. And it's just like, I was just like, I was like, I actually left early. I left and I was like, I got to go. I got to go to bed. I got to work in the morning and I'm falling <laughs> yeah. asleep at my desk. So it just like, it was, it was a, it was a bit of a letdown in a lot of ways. And just like seeing Red Dead get so many awards when, I mean, yeah, I know it's my own personal view, but I just feel like in terms of like, the soundtracks alone like the soundtrack is very to me is very generic western in a lot of ways and, and just like looking at a game like god of war where it's just oh, it was just so well executed soundtrack wise and yet they still lost to red dead redemption 2 and it just it all felt very biased and very very much like here's you know here's a hundred thousand dollars make sure you give us a lot of awards type deal and it just felt very forced and stilted it sucked yeah <laughs> so so there you go. That's my that's my synopsis. Hot we've, takes. We've reached the end of the show. <laughs> Hot takes. Award shows suck. Hot takes. Yep, I agree. <laughs> never so, never. well, on that bombshell, <laughs> I think we're gonna go ahead and end the show because uh, yeah. we we have certainly reached our social interaction quota for the week. Uh, remember, we won't be on for the next three weeks. Yep, next three yep. weeks we we're are off for, for the holidays. So. Uh, don't uh, or conduct yourselves accordingly everyone again happy holidays merry whatever um and merry whatever that should be the show title <laughs> that's the show title uh insert coin tim where can people find you on the interwebs oh they can find me on twitter at insert coin tim and you can find me on mixer twitch facebook gaming at insert coin theater and then check out the discord for the community at discord.gg slash ict all right ben burns where can people find you you can find me online at Twitch, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube at Ben underscore Burns. That's B-U-R-N-E-S. And you can find me on Twitter at ZaxaCMK, Twitch at ZaxaCMK, and YouTube.com slash EricKleinCreate. We'll never time that right, no matter how hard we try. The show is available on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Our website is MandatorySocial.com. Our streaming overlay was created by Maris Mitrovert Alicki. You can find more of Maris's work at MarisAlicki.Bandcamp.com. The theme song is Protofunk by Kevin McLeod, and it's not quite long enough. That's from Uncompetech.com. And the background music... Incompetech.com and the background music is by Ben Burns. That's at abstractionmusic.com. Thanks, everybody, and uh, have a great week. A great three weeks. Have a great holiday. Bye. Bye. Happy whatever.